Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of The Frog's Blog. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome for all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm your host, Nova, and this is The Frog's Blog, the podcast where I go over all of the mystery cases that you've been waiting for. Today's case is an infamous unsolved murder. This is the case of Jean-Benet Ramsey. Hi, I would just like to add a little bit of a trigger warning for sexual assault, suicide, and gruesome homicide of a child. Thank you very much. Now, to get right into the case. First off, I'm going to be giving you a little bit of backstory so we can see who Jean Benet Ramsey really was. Born on August 6th, 1990. When she died, it was December 25th, 1996. She was only six years old at the time of her death. How tragic. She would be 30 now, and just sitting here looking at these gorgeous photos of her, I have no doubt that she would be a top model at these days, and would have grown up to be a gorgeous young lady. She was born and raised, and died in the town of Boulder, Colorado. This case currently remains unsolved, and no one has been charged for for the murder of her. She was a pageant queen. She enter, Her mother made her enter many, many pageants, and she won many of them. All dressed up in glitter and glam. She was very pretty. Now, her mother was Patsy Ramsey, and her father was John Bennett Ramsey. Her siblings that lived with her were only Burke Ramsey. However, she did have step-siblings by John Andrew Ramsey, Elizabeth Patch, and Melinda Ramsey. She died in their family home and was discovered there. Today, the case still remains unsolved. No one knows who really was the killer. However, there's some specific case details that might lead us to the answer. So on December 26th, 1996, her mother found a three-page note asking for a ransom of 1,000 million. I actually can't read numbers, so I don't know what it says. (laughs) In return for her daughter, the note stated that her daughter would be safe and sound and would be kept alive and safe until they were given the money between the hours of 8 and 10 a.m. that day. They also included instructions on how to get the money and how to return the daughter. Later that day, her father and a friend decided to search the house just in case they couldn't, like, just in case the daughter happened to just be hiding in the house pulling a prank on them. And it was odd because her father made a direct beeline to the basement cellar which was exactly where his daughter was. Now, many people think this was because the note was simply a cover-up for a mistake that happened within the household. Now, the cause of death by the coroners was determined to be strangulation and trauma to the head. This poor girl had to go through so much in order to die. It wasn't a nice, clean, straightforward death. This was deemed as a homicide. There was no evidence of sexual assault, however, it cannot be ruled out, especially considering how young and how weird this case is. 
The lack of clarity on this case, which might be attributed to why this case was never solved, can be pointed back to the Boulder Police Department, as they let John, the father, remove his daughter's body from um, the basement, and both of her parents were not interviewed separately during the investigation. Now, that just seems like a huge mess. Why wouldn't they? We know the JonBenet family was decently rich. They had housekeepers, they had electricians, such things like that. So, why why would they not see that, how that was wrong? Why would the police not realize that maybe they should be paying extra care? Were they maybe bribed? We don't know. Now, this case was never solved for four years. There was no major leads for a whole four years. There's many parts of this case that seem to have gone wrong. The parents continuously gave inconsistent stories. The paper in which the ransom note was, was written by the same paper that they had in their house at the time. Everything from the fibers on the duct tape used to hold Jean Benet's body that covered up her was the same fibers that were found in the mother's clothing. It was just a really big mess. So hundreds and books and documentaries have all been made on this case with countless speculations as to who could have been the murderer. This really is quite a famous case and many people know about it and have everyone has their own opinions. Now, on top of the intimate family, the mother, the father, and the son, there have been other suspects, including the town's sex offender, the housekeeper, the electrician, and even the town Santa. Now, how weird is that that almost, like, most of the town knew who she was, and it was just different people throughout the town that were brought as suspects because they had some relation to her. I think it was very poorly organized, but that's just my opinion. Next, we'll be moving on to the theories. Now, there's been many, many theories as to who could have possibly killed this gorgeous young lady. Everything from false confessions to convicting evidence makes this such an infamous case, and it was so hard for anyone to be able to determine who could have possibly wanted to kill her. Now, the first suspect I would like to talk about is the mother. So the theories that surround the mother are that she had some rage over some bedwetting. We know that Jean Benet Ramsey was just a six-year-old girl and had had some incidents with bedwetting. This isn't really an uncommon thing around six, especially around young children. So maybe it was just the mother. So the theory is that she got very mad over a bedwetting incident and hit her head on a blunt object such as maybe a bathtub or a sink or maybe just the wall. As well as the rope around her neck was deemed to be fashioned with a paintbrush from her mother's paint kit. Now reading this on the internet, I didn't really understand how someone could have fashioned it with a paintbrush, but it was described as they used it in order to tie the knots, I suppose. Now, 
The money for Ransom was the same as the father's Christmas bonus that year. And remember, this was the day after Christmas that she was found dead in the basement. Now, the note was written by her stationery from the paper and pen that were in the mother's stationery kit. However, the printing was deemed to be not written by her. Now, we don't know anything about the mother now, as she has passed away due to ovarian cancer a few years after her daughter's death. I think around six years? I could be wrong in that fact. Don't hold me accountable to that, please. Now, the second suspect was the father. So, with the father, there was no sign of an intruder into the house. There were no footprints in the snow. Nobody could tell that you would have, anyone could have snuck into this house. And he ruined the evidence. Even though he was warned by the police department not to remove the body himself, he went ahead and carried out his daughter's body, as well as um, brought everything, the note, everything up to them. Now, he seemed to know exactly where the body was. As I said earlier, when they went to go look for her, just to check if she was in the house, he went directly to the basement cellar where the body was. Now, I find that really weird. As well as also, it was the same ransom as his Christmas bonus that year, and that could have only been something that someone in the family home knew. Um, after the murder... The father was immediately planning to go to Atlanta. He didn't really say why. I think he said it was more of just a vacation they needed to get out of the way. And I believe he claimed he was doing it before, but it seemed more he just did it as a way to escape. Now, the next um, suspect I would like to bring into the equation would be her brother. There is speculations that her brother wasn't exactly mentally sane. I don't want to say sane, but it was a possibility that he had mental disabilities of some type. Now, the brother owned this flashlight that seemed to exactly match the dent in his sister's head um, where she would have been hit with a blunt object. Now, it was deemed, it was found that during the autopsy, Jean-Benet Ramsey had a piece of undigested pineapple in her stomach. Now, many people think that she had just taken it from her brother's late night snack, and her brother got very, very mad and decided to hit her. As well as there were marks on her back that were originally considered to be um, from a stun gun, but they matched exactly the brother's train tracks from his little train track toy now the next one was the town sex offender and that's a very interesting name to have gotten to yourself imagine you're sitting there and you're known you know that you are known as the town's sex offender i wouldn't want to be known as that i don't know anyone that would anyhow His name was Gary Olivia, and he's the only suspect that I am actually going to give you the name of other than the family, because he has already been convicted for multiple um, sexual harassments, etc. 
Now, they found a little bit of blood on her underwear, which could have been from, um, you know, breaking the hymen as you would have necessarily lost your virginity. You know how that works? Um, and it was very odd because one of his friends called into the police that a few days after the, um, murder was found out, he had called his friend and admitted that he had hurt a little girl. They didn't specify on what little girl, but he just specified on hurting a little girl. Also, he had a record of strangulation. He tried to strangle his own mother with a telephone cord a few years back, and the knots were similar in the rope used to strangle Jean Benet as the ones that he had tied in the cord. Now, he tried to choke his own mother. I believe that's a very interesting thing. Very not interesting. You don't, nobody wants to know that you strangled your own mother. That's just really not okay. But I find that is a very important part into the evidence. Now, moving on to the next suspect. Now, the next suspect was her school teacher. He confessed out of the blue, I believe a few years later, not quite when they were doing the investigation, but a little bit later, and he confessed out of the blue and described graphically explaining his sexual actions with Jean Benet. That is disgusting. He had diaries of all of the sexual gross things that he wanted to do to this literal child. That's not okay. In any way. Anyways, he was determined to not have been the killer and was determined just to be a pedo looking for fame, which, I mean, seems decently accurate. Now, that was all they had on that um, suspect. He didn't really have much of a lead. He was just kind of wanting to be in the case, and he knew he could. Now, next was the housekeeper. So, this housekeeper had been working for them for years, um, cleaning up the house. Her husband was even their handyman. They would go in and fix things for them. So, it wasn't surprising that they had a key to their house. They could enter whenever because that was their job to go in and take care of things. Now, the housekeeper very strongly believed it was the mother. She would always put in cases that the mother was the murderer. I mean, I understand having a strong opinion on it, but I think even going too much could be dangerous because they might think it's you, right? Now, she, her family had been struggling with money, her and her husband, had asked the family for money before. And we know this family is decently wealthy. I mean, they have a housekeeper and a handyman. And their daughter enters pageants. Just by that, we know that they're very, uh, at least decently wealthy family. Now, they've been struggling for money. So they believed that they, maybe it could have been them due to the, like, having a key and the ransom. Asking for lots and lots of money but not wanting to hurt the child, as the note said that the child would be returned safely and unharmed. Last of all, there is the town Santa. 
he is now dead because he was old and I believe he died due to a heart condition and so he was a very interesting man he paid a little bit too much attention to the girl and was willing to give her a surprise visit on Christmas now she had given him a little vial of her glitter as little children do and he took it into his heart surgery which I find kind of creepy why would you take this little girl's vial of glitter it's just a little vial of glitter that a strange little girl gave you because you look like Santa why would you take that into a heart surgery but even weirder he wanted the vial of her gift glitter to go in his ashes once he'd been cremated if that isn't creepy I don't know what is now looking back at all of these people it's known that I missed someone <laughs> there was one last um, suspect sorry I got very confused and I completely forgot about him the last subject we're going to be talking about today or last suspect I should say was the electrician now he had a property dispute with the family before and it could have been that he wanted to get revenge on the family he wanted to let them know that he was in charge that he could do these things that he could get what he wanted if he used force I mean yeah However, he committed suicide just two days after he was labeled a suspect, which could have been a sense of guilt, but really we would never know because he can't go to court anymore because he's dead, which is extremely unfortunate. Now, looking at all of these suspects, you can really say that this girl was over-sexualized. I know she was a pageant queen, and that's kind of what happens. But she was six years old, and there were so many people that were sexualizing her and were being creepy about her. And that's why sexual assault couldn't have been ruled out of the case. Now, in my opinion, I think it was someone in the family, and they just wanted to cover it up with the note. They wanted people to think that it wasn't them. It was just an unfortunate situation. But really, we're, we will never know. It's just a really unfortunate set of events. Yeah, I... What do y'all think? I really... I don't know who possibly could have done it. And even, like, the brother or the father. The brother has done interviews. And the mother and the father have talked to the media and everything. But really... They don't seem guilty, and I don't think a sane person can kill someone and not have some form of guilt. So, really, I have no idea who could have possibly done such a gruesome thing to this small child. Anyways, this case still re remains unsolved to this day, and I believe it is still an open case. Now, if you would like to learn more, feel free to watch any of their podcasts, documentaries, and books. 
for all of these different theories from other people and people will go more in depth into this case. What do y'all think about this case? Who do you think was the real killer? Remember to follow me if you enjoyed listening to this case and if you wanted to hear more mysteries. Love y'all. Make sure to stay safe and have a great day. Thanks for listening in. This has been episode one of season one of The Frog's Blog. Thank you.